number of years ago on Purim, I guess it was right after Purim, Mariv, right after Purim, someone, the, the person who was davening for the Yomud came over to me right before he was about to say Baruch and he said, can I say the Chazor shots of Yom Kippur tonight? And I was like, oh my gosh, he's totally drunk. He, <laughs> he's asking, it's Mariv, and he wants to say Chazor shots, but not just any Chazor shots. he wants to say Chazor shots of Yom Kippur. So it got me thinking, is an intoxicated person a lot of daven? A lot of times on Purim, or even uh, you know, during a suda of, uh, of any sort, sometimes a person will have a glass of wine, and they will not be totally, totally sober, meaning certainly will not be allowed to, uh, to operate a motor vehicle, let's say. Are you allowed to daven when one is in such an intoxicated state, when one is in an inebriated state? And are there different levels of intoxication that one can or cannot daven in? So the Gemara Masechus Erev in Dav Samachdal, the Ramadal tells us, that if a person drinks a revius of wine, even a small amount of wine, a few ounces of wine, he cannot paskin alachos, assuming that he's someone who is capable of paskining when he doesn't drink. So once he drinks a revius of wine, he cannot paskin alachos. Rav Nachman says, what are you talking about? I can't think straight until I drink a revius of wine. You don't even want to talk to me before I drink a revius of wine. So that doesn't, doesn't hurt hurt you in Paskening, it helps. So he said, he changed his mind, and then he said, then the Gemara says, Someone who's drunk wine should not daven. But if he does daven, the davening counts. Shikr al yispalel v'mispalel tefilas atueva. But someone who's not only drunk wine, but he's a shikr, he's totally drunk. He shouldn't daven, and if he davens, his tefila is a toeva. So apparently, the gemara right away is defining two different levels, or maybe even three, of uh, of drinking. There's revius yayin, where we can't paskin. Then there's shasui who apparently maybe sounds like he's a little more, where he shouldn't even daven, and if he, but if he davens, at least the tefillah counts. And then there's a shikr, where he, he drank so much, that even if he does daven, the tefillah is a toeva, the tefillah doesn't count for anything. So Gemara asks a very obvious question. What's a shasoy and what's a shikr? So Gemara says the difference is very simple. A shasoy is someone who's drunk wine, but he's still able to speak normally. He's presentable. He can speak in front of a melech. But a shikr is someone who's slurring his words. He's not walking straight. He's someone who's not presentable in front of a melech. That's the difference between a shasoy and a shikr. Now, Tosos and Mesechus Erevin on the spot and of Samachdal, has a different girsa in the, uh, I'm sorry, the, the riff over there has a different girsa in that first line of the Gemara. Why did I read you the thing about paskening? The riff has a girsa, that even if you just drank one revius of wine, you already cannot daven. So Tulsa says, no, can't be. That can't be any such halacha, that a revius of wine will stop you from davening, because the Gemara talks about in the very next line, like we read, that you, that, that, uh, that, that you have only, that, that uh, Rav Nachman said, 
that he only has dust salula, he only has a clear mind when he drinks a revius of, of wine. So how can you tell me not to davin if, uh, if uh, when, when I drink a revius, my mind is only clear when I drink a revius. But what does a clear mind have to do with davening, Tulsa says. Dust salula is not necessary for tefillah. For paskening a halacha, you need to make judgments. You need to, for davening, you need to be emotional and connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Why do you need a clear mind in order to daven? It makes more sense that the Gemara at that point is still talking about paskening. Tosso says, and is not talking about and is not talking about davening at that point. Some of the achronim, Rabbi Yaakov Emden, Rashash say it's a little bit strange that Tosso assumes davening does not require daita tzula. The Gemara goes on to say that anyone who is not daito miusheves alav cannot daven, which makes it sound like you have to have a, you know, your mind has to be in a calm state in order to daven, and maybe it's not that way when you drink a of, of yayin. So the Yachonim work on what Tosos may have meant. Now, assuming that there is, regardless of whether it's a revius or it's more than a revius that you drink that would stop you from davening, there are certain details that are critical over here. There is a machlokas maganavram and taz and some kufchav ches and archaim whether someone who's drunk should, uh, should can do birchas kohanim. But the mishabur and some saditas, siv katanal, says that both Magen Avram and Taz would agree by tefillah that, I'm sorry, whether someone who has drunk something other than wine, someone who drank other beverages and is intoxicated from other beverages, can do birchus kohanim. If, uh, certainly if you drank wine, you cannot do birchus kohanim. That's why our minig is on Simchas Torah. We do birchus kohanim at Shachris, not at Musaf, because the minig in most shuls is that they have a Kiddush before Musaf. So you don't want to do birchus kohanim after the Kiddush. But certainly... When it comes to wine, can't do What if you drank something other than wine? So the Mishaburin Saditas Sifkat Nalif says that everyone would agree that by tefillah that other, other beverages are as much of a problem as wine. Meaning whatever level of intoxication wine would get you to, that would ruin your, your chances to daven, other beverages would accomplish the same thing. Mishaburin Sifkat Nbez also points out that a revius is only a problem when we say that if you drink a revius of Yayin, that it might be problem, that's only if it's not diluted and you drink it all at one shot. But uh, if you drink more than a revius, then it's always going to be Asr to Davin. It's only exactly a revius that, that is only going to be a problem if you drink it in an undiluted state and all, that, and all at one shot. The Mishabru also quotes from the Birkei Yosef, from the Chida, that it doesn't make a difference over here if you could hold your liquor or you can't hold your liquor. It doesn't make a difference how much of a tolerance you have for these things. If you drink more than a revius, a person should not Davin. So how do we pass in Shulchan Aruch? Says the Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tzaditesif, Aleph, Shasa Yayin Kedei Revius. If a person drinks a revius of wine, which again means either exactly a revius of undiluted wine, or more than a revius of even diluted wine, al yispalel ad he should not daven until the effect of the wine has worn off. Vim shasa yoser, and if you drink more, well then it depends. If you're able to speak in front of a king, so you're not supposed to daven, but your tefillah at least will count. But if you're not able to speak in front of a king, and you daven, the tefillah will not count. What does it mean that tefillah will not count? It means that when, once you sober up, you have to daven again. The davening you did the first time, if you're not able to be is no good, one would have to daven again. I what if Zman tefillah is going to pass? It's too bad. You gotta make up the tefillah later on. You'll 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 be able to do it. Tefillah is tashlumin. It's just like a din of a shogeg. It's like a person who missed tefillah b'shogeg. That is the psak of the shulchan aruch. Mishnah Bruin Sivkat and Vav points out that obviously 
if you start drinking right before the end of the Zman, you can't call that a shogeg. Meaning if it's like 20 minutes till the end of the Zman of Tefillah, and you, uh, you know, 20 minutes to Shkia, and you haven't done Mincha yet, and then you start drinking and you get yourself good and drunk, and you're not able to, you're not able to have a Mincha, hard to call that a shogeg. You're drinking at lunch or something, and then, uh, then you're, you're still affected by the wine, by the, uh, by the Shkia. So then we're going to call that a shogeg. But hard to say if you're right at the last minute that that's, uh, that's going to be called a shogeg. Okay, I'll lock up. Um, do you want me to close that front door? I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Thank you. Okay. All right, thanks. Um, so that's what the Mishabura points out, that if you do it right at the last minute, it's difficult to call that a shogeg. Now, the Mordechai discusses why people are not so mocked about this today. I mean, Mordechai apparently observed in his time already that people, when they drank some wine, they would still dive and they weren't so mocked about not, uh, not drinking. I don't know if it was kiddush clubs or whatever, but people weren't so mocked about, uh, about davening with a little, uh, little bit of alcohol in their system. So the Mordechai says, because nowadays we don't have kavana anyway. So since we don't have kavana anyway, so you know, it's not like uh, we're going to say that's philosophy, you better daven again. Why? You're going to daven again and you'll, again you'll daven without kavana. So it's not so, uh, we're not going to follow this halacha to the T where we'll say that it's philosophy and that therefore you should do a tashlum. The Shabrun Sifkan Gimel says that for this reason we would daven while intoxicated if the zman is otherwise going to pass. Against what the Shulchan Aruch says. The Shabrun says if you see that the zman of the tefillah is going to end, you should daven now because don't rely on a tashlum because you shouldn't do a tashlum because you're not going to have kavanah by the tashlum anyway. So better to daven now during the, uh, during the zman. What about benching and kriyashma, things of that nature? So when it comes to benching, Tosus Nerev and Samachdal quotes from the Yerushalmi in the first paragraph of Trumas that benching clearly has to be permitted when a person has some alcohol in their system because benching is it's right after a meal and in all their meals the primary drink they had was wine so it has to be that there's uh, not a restriction on benching and that's why he passed Mishabura quotes that the Beragraz Machmir not to say other brachas when, uh, when intoxicated Yud says that even though you're allowed to bench, you're not allowed to count toward a minion for benching, but maybe you can count toward a mezuman for benching. And Sivkat Niralev, he says, yeah, but that's only if you haven't reached a really high level of shechrus. But if you get to shechrus or shalot, where you don't even know what you're doing, then you're not allowed to bench either. What about Kriyashma? So the Me'iri and Maginavos, Indian Ashlishi, says that the Yerushalmi was never machria, the issue, never decided on the issue about Kriyashma. But there are months, and Saditesh clearly puts Kriyashma in the same category as Tefillah. And therefore, Kriyashma, one would not be allowed to do if they have drunk more than a Revius of Yayin. So to summarize, Halacha Lemaisa, Bottom line, in the Sefer Piskei Chuvas, he summarizes very clearly in the following way. He says there are four levels of drinking. Number one, less than a Revius, or even if it's a full Revius, but it's diluted wine, or it's in middle of a Su'uda, or something that's clearly, un- you remain unaffected. So a Revius, or less, let's say, you're even allowed to daven in Lechadchila. There's no problem whatsoever. If you drank a Revius, 
uh, or more, but you could still speak clearly, uh, then you don't daven until you feel the, that the effect of the wine is worn off. But if the zman is going to pass, then you can daven, and it's best to daven even then from a sitter so that you make sure that you're, uh, that you're on task and you're getting every word. Certainly you can bench and say other brachos, even l'chadchila, and you can be included in a minion. Now, third level is if you drank enough to affect your speech, or you're the way you walk, you're not, you're not presentable to a melech, so then you can't daven even if the zman will pass. But a number of details on this one. Mishabura says, don't count such a guy toward a minion, but the kavachayim is mekel, then counting him toward a minion, based on the fact that those who are machmir quote a phantom tshuva. They quote a tshuva's based David that doesn't really exist, and really the tshuva that they're probably referring to is a tshuva's based Yehuda, and that tshuva is explicitly mekel. So that's why the kavachayim says not to be machmir on counting him toward a minion. If he davens, it doesn't count, and he needs to daven again when he sobers up. L'charchila, you should say brachos, but you should not say brachos, rather, but they would count with the evidence if he does say them. Then the Raman Sif Gimel suggests that even if he got to the point where he's not presentable to a king, if he's able to open a sitter and follow along all the words in a sitter, the Ramah writes that he can daven. But in Darke Moshe, the Ramah writes that he shouldn't really rely on this, he's just really trying to justify a minag. But since no one else says this Chiddush, that following along in a sitter will help, maybe it's best not to rely on me, says the Ramah, but maybe we can rely on this Ramah enough to prevent his tefillah from being a toeva, meaning that at least if he did it, he won't have to do a tefillah's tashlumen afterwards. So again, level three is that it affects his speech, it affects the way he walks, should not daven, should wait, uh, even if this man is going to pass, should not daven, but at least according to the Ramah, if he davens from a sitter and says word for word, he's not going to have to make up that tefillah later. And then the fourth and final and most intense level is what we call Shechruso Shalot. Someone who, that's defined by the Rambam in the 29th paragraph of Ma'ose, A guy who does things and he doesn't even realize what he's doing. His actions are worthless. He's like a, a, a deranged person or like a child under the age of six. He has no clue what he's doing. So in that situation, none of his brachas or tefillahs count. Not lechachila, not bedieved. Everything he does is ayin uh, ve'efes. It's absolutely nothing. It's absolutely meaningless. Needless to say, when a person approaches the Yom Tov of Purim, a person has to be careful in general about their safety, in general about their health, but we also have to be careful about the halacha and in what way this is going to affect our ability to, uh, to daven. So we always recommend, do like the Ramah, you drink a little more than you're used to drinking, so hopefully for most of us that's very little, more than we're, uh, we're used to drinking, and you take a little rest, you take a nap or something like that, and then we get to the point of Adelayada, and that will not compromise our ability to daven uh, that night, to daven Marev that night, and to be able to uh, fulfill all of our normal halachic obligations. Okay.